If it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. Wow. Is that Jordan LaValle Smotherman? Is that his wife? I don't see anything. He's very attractive. (laughs) Why am I not seeing it? Oh, there we go. There he is. There he is. Actually, you're done. (laughs) You want to talk to your wife. You'd you'd rather me bring her in? Is that? Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, Jordan's looking very attractive. (laughs) Listen, we double booked. Love the the railers, but we got to talk to Kate. (laughs) Uh, she's a fascinating person as is so yeah she'd probably be worth the chat so no we're actually serious we're done with you I'm kidding. <laughs> that was awesome we yeah, saw her to a good start perfect <laughs> we saw her we saw her picture pop up we're like who's kate are we talking to a kate i thought it was a guy i thought it was jordan <laughs> yeah i thought we were actually going to talk hockey on on a on a podcast called breaking the ice we haven't talked right. hockey on here since what Andrew Raycroft was a co-host, right? right. Yeah, once once uh, Andrew Raycroft ditched me, it hasn't really been about hockey. I don't know what it's been. Uh, well, listen, listen, <laughs> finally, listen. Andrew Raycroft went big time with Nesson, so we stood no chance. Oh, we right. got verified on Instagram right. and left me in the dust. I love how he's <laughs> got twelve so, so, followers so, and he's got the blue mark. <laughs> so you guys had to downgrade from the Bruins to the Railers, but uh, hopefully, oh no, no, no. oh, come on now. <laughs> Listen, listen, I was at that game yesterday. You had the crowd screaming. Then again, it was it was 5,000 elementary school kids and, and they screamed at everything. But you know what, man? It was awesome because that's the that's one of the loudest Railers games I've ever been to. And there was an energy in that room, I think, because of that. And the game was crazy yesterday. That was insane. Yeah, I, it was. I think, uh, I mean, any school game I've ever played in, there's that kind of, uh, there's that hum of, of a high-pitched, children screaming noise through the whole game it's definitely the loudest i've i've heard that building and i think anytime you get uh professional hockey players playing a game at, at 10 a.m a 7-6 overtime final is probably a pretty good prediction that's awesome <laughs> i want every hockey game that i watch to be 7-6 you know nobody wants the 0-0 triple overtime one nothing seven to six means there were fights there were Tons of goals, a lot of shit went down. That, as a player, you must like those rather than the one, unless you're in the playoffs, the, the oh, one nothing tie thing. Oh, a- absolutely. I mean, every, everybody on the team, uh, both teams in that case, I mean, they get a point, we get two points, but, you know, most of the guys contribute, uh, contribute offensively. So you got guys scoring goals, getting assists. And, and we had a, an 8 1 game against Adirondack a couple weeks ago where, where everybody was contributing. So, yeah, we, we absolutely want to score goals and, and have those high scoring affairs. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that the most goals scored by the Railers at home? Uh, I, I, I have not heard that stat, but I, I know 8 okay. was a, a franchise record for goals for on the, uh, on the road and, and overall. So I would assume 7 probably ties it or, or comes or, or was the first. Well, it was, it was fun yesterday. I, if you guys don't know, they do this, this thing where they invite all of the uh, elementary school kids in the Worcester public schools uh, to come to a game and, you know, Hanover insurance paid for the transportation. And I think it's a great thing. Cause a lot of, you know, there's, there's some kids who may not be able to make it to a game otherwise. And it was just great to see all these kids being able to scream their head off and their teachers couldn't tell them to be quiet because there's a big <laughs> jumbotron that says, let's hear you scream. Yeah. No, yeah. the, 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 the team in general does a really good job introducing the game to a lot of uh, demographics that might not always make it to a hockey rink or have that opportunity. I know Tuesdays, they, they bring school kids into uh, to learn to skate and they, they toss them on the ice. and They give kids an opportunity to, to get out there and try a sport that, that otherwise they'd probably never have a chance. So the, the, those games are awesome to be a part of. Those school games the, were amazing back in like when the ice cats were doing them and like the entire school would go like and Jordan to what you said, it's not a downgrade to the Railers because I was a Worcester fan before <laughs> I was ever a Bruins All fan. Right. And, there you go. I like it. I like I it. We downgraded Worcester. we downgraded to the Bruins when they came on. So fuck them. <laughs> I was I was, I was like 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. No, I was going to say I was laughing before the game. You guys were talking about the excitement level. I think I, I've played in four of those school games in, in my career. And I think this was maybe the first one I went through without getting in an actual fight. Um, <laughs> I, 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 so the, the team was, was somewhat happy with that. How many fights yeah, did, were in yesterday's game? Uh, there was there was a minor scrum behind the net. The gloves never actually kind of fully came off. Yeah. So I think Teachers and parents went home happy with well, that. I, I was going to say, you, you, I mean, you, you want that, but then in a situation where it's like, I mean, I don't want it to be like, you know, Danbury trashers level, but like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, while all the kids and the parents are like, Jesus Christ, not today, guys. Yeah, yeah. I saw you guys had, uh, was it Galante? You guys had him on yeah. as one of your recent guests, right? And that, that documentary was nuts. Um, was I actually knew with a number of guys that were a part of that organization at some point. It was crazy. Are they going to, are they, they're doing something pretty cool now where they're posting all of these, like kind of a wish list of all the people that could be on the team. Could you be on the wish list for the Danbury trashers? Uh, I, I, I doubt it. I mean, I, I fought back when I was younger, um, at, but not to the level that any of those guys mixed it up. Um, I mean, I'd have six, seven, eight a year if the game called for it. Not, not somebody that went out and looked for it. So no, I mean, no, those I, guys I were losing I, I fingers. scared to play for that team. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even know that team existed. Josh is like, Hey, we're going to have this guy on. And he's like, watch the documentary. I watched it. I watched it two more times because I was like, is this fucking real? I know. Holy shit. Some of those people, like the greatest Hollywood writers could not even begin to write characters. <laughs> no. Right. Amazing. You they know? tried to yeah. with Slapshot and it wasn't as good as this. Right. <laughs> Nowhere near it. So let me ask you something, Jordan, that has something to do. I don't know if you saw the documentary on the Trashers. Okay, oh, I so did. Yeah, I did. Okay, so their equipment manager, uh, what was his name? Uh, pa- T-Bone? Uh, T-Bone Pompasano. He would do things like, you know, <laughs> shut off the hot water and hide the opposing team's goalie equipment and <laughs> give them four towels for all, you know, 30 people. You ever run into anything like that? Because you've played l- almost all over the world. Everywhere. Yeah, th- yeah. Things things like that happen. Um, I, I have gone into road games where there has been no hot water in the showers after morning skate before the game. Um, I, I played over in the UK recently, and, and one of the teams over there at Manchester, um, they got caught for doing this. But you'd walk into the room, and there'd be a guy that walked in the room right before the visiting team would get there and hosed it down. So you'd walk in this locker room and the, the walls are sweating and the floor is soaked. And if you ever, I mean, that's probably the worst professional hockey league I've ever played a game in. Wow. Um, but things like that happened. There was, there was a guy who got in trouble when I was playing over in Sweden, um, a backup goalie. So it was in Lulia, Sweden. Um, when you walk out for the, the starting lineups, it's actually similar to Worcester. You walk by the other team's locker room. Um, and so the backup goalie on the team, who was the last guy in line to walk out on the ice, um, brings a, a cup of sand with him. And so as they walk by the other team's locker room, he's, he's got this cup of sand that he's kind of shedding behind him. So when the opposing team walks out to go on the ice, they're walking through sand and dulling their blades. And guys are falling oh, start the really? game. Yeah, but it, I mean, to, to, to his downfall, he got caught. So it, it didn't exactly work, but he ended up getting suspended. The team got in a bunch of trouble for it. So I mean, no, that's hilarious, though. Happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, that's, I, I good on him. that shit's yeah. creative, though. That's like, eh, I mean, how many? I used to hear stuff the, the, the Celtics used to do in the old Boston Garden. You know, again, shut the heat off all of a sudden, you know. Things just aren't necessarily working. I'm so sorry your accommodations suck while you're here opposing team. Oops. Yeah. But I'm Oops. like growing up playing hockey in, in Massachusetts. I, you you got to be kind of used to that, though, because that's like yes. every I mean, you walk into, you know, skate three in Nashua. Everything's wet for no reason. And just <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, All those there's sand for no, yeah. nobody put it there. There's just sand. There's... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nobody mops those floors. All the salt from the roads in the winter is is, is covered the locker room floor. Yeah, I mean, you just look so, at Hockey Town in Saugus. It looks like it would be oh, wet. Oh, <laughs> oh, I haven't been there in years. I, just, I I will I will say I remember playing a youth hockey game there. They had the roller rink upstairs. Yep. And uh, I remember middle of the game, I'm skating down the ice, and a roller hockey ball comes flying over the boards from up top, <laughs> skipping across the ice in front of me at that old rink. <laughs> yeah, that's so one of those. You, that's one of those places. You yeah, you. Yeah. You, uh, you, well, you moved to Westboro when you were 10. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. So it was 90, 96, 97. So it would have been 10 or 11, something like that. Yeah. So that's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that you're playing, you know, almost for a hometown team, I guess. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I, I, I went to, uh, I actually went to school in Worcester. I went to Bancroft school. 
Oh, um, wow. Right nice. in Worcester for seventh, eighth, and ninth grade before I left to go up and uh, and play in the Quebec League. And actually, it's, it's funny. I mean, I, I, Mike, I, I grew up listening to you. It was a half hour commute every morning. So back in your <laughs> early Hillman morning show days, um, I, me and my dad would always, I would always have you on the radio. So this is a little tiny bit of a fangirl moment for me actually to join you guys today. <laughs> well, that's, that's cool. That's, that's awesome. And I'm call, you know, and I'm calling the DCF on your dad for letting you listen to that to that show when you were <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure my mom knew about it for years, but yeah, oh, good. That was, good. Yeah, that's yeah. usually What's a yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The women, the women go listen to Kiss One Away. The guys listen to AF. Right. Here we go. There we right. go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan's <laughs> probably the only guy in the Railers that knows what a busted ravioli is. Then, yes. I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, nice. that was the interesting game you guys played. So yeah, that's, that's fair. What was it a busted blooming flower, busted ravioli? Or, or I can't remember what the other one was. But yeah. No. Those, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Bombay. those terms. Yeah. Yeah. LB Lyndon Byers came up with Dr. Bombay because it was such a, it was such a, like a, a, a a reach for it too, because it was because the guy on the television show bewitched had a completely bald head. And so that's why he would call those girls that that was the connection that only comes from the mind of Lyndon Byers. Right. Oh, I, I had an experience. I got, I got to meet LB back. They were shooting the promo film for that ice gladiators movie. Oh, right. um, and this, I was 16 years old back at the time, but I was one of the only guys in the area that the rink manager knew that had some hockey fighting experience. So I had to go out and spar with, with him oh, with uh, LB? For, for a commercial with LB way back. So do you <laughs> have footage of that? I, I have no idea where that footage went. I wish oh. I did. Um, it was over at the North Star Rink in Westboro. Wait a minute. Uh, Let's so Google was- that right fucking now. <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah. LB fight. So you just had to spar with them? I mean, yeah, I, it was just it was all kind of staged wrestling and, oh, okay. and sparring stuff that they they were doing like a, a commercial, like an advertisement for it or something. They just needed oh, some stock fans, footage. Cam McGuire here for our yeah. first installment of the Red I'm Red just Red watching. Red. I'm looking. I gotta find right. that. <laughs> I was like, "Where's Wise Cam talking? Is he part of this now too?" <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. That's funny. That is now, funny, wait, man. I, the uh, you were talking about school and going to school in the area, and correct me if I'm wrong. You graduated high school, you graduated college, you got a master's degree, but you had no graduate. You've been to no graduations. Zero graduations. I, That's I, crazy. I would have I would have had a graduation for my, my master's program, um, but obviously COVID kind of canceled that. It was it was going to be over in, in Belfast in the UK where, where I got my master's from. Uh, so yeah, that, that one also just came shipped in a diploma case in the, in the mail. So. <laughs> Dude, Mike, this is, this is what your station should do because he's had three degrees, no graduation, railers, pike, you know, boom. Do some sort of graduation ceremony for him. Even do it <laughs> on your morning walk, show. Have him walk before a game wearing the robe. Yes, and the, yeah, uh, right? yes that yeah, would be yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. That'd be great. Have Mike Myers out there giving you your uh, your your uh, your degree on the ice. Yeah. That would be right. Yeah. Have uh, LB come out and fight you for the diploma. There you go. Right. <laughs> what, did How you, many- what did you What did you get your master's in? Uh, so my master's is in uh, sports management, and actually, I should I should oh, okay. correct you. So, uh, it's an odd situation. I I am still finishing my undergrad. Okay. Um, uh, that that was that was kind of misquoted in the article. Um, but I uh, so I, I take classes online currently from UMass Amherst, uh, okay. and I will be finishing with an undergrad in, in psych. Um, but the the league over in the UK helps guys out like myself who have a little bit of schooling, but maybe not a, a, a degree yet. And they get them into a master's program while they're playing over there as kind of a part of their salary package. And um, you, you did some assistant coaching in Belfast, right? Yeah. So I was a player assistant there, um, which the, you know, the, the Reggie Dunlop of slap shot role um, <laughs> was, was, was interesting, but, but fun experience at the same time. Wow. Um, so you could be like all geared up and call a timeout. I mean, <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, in between periods, sometimes going and, and, and sit in the coach's office and, and drop some plays instead of sitting in the room with the guys. It was, it was certainly an interesting experience, but I learned a ton. So is, is that a goal of yours maybe to, uh, to end up uh, coaching a team somewhere? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, next steps career-wise are, are kind of wide open. Um, I've started working, in the world of hockey agency, um, I, I've been preparing myself to, to step into a coaching position at some point when I retire as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely in the cards. So, agency like you would want to represent other players. 
Yeah, I, I'm currently working with a guy and I do a lot of, you know, player development for, for some of their, their amateur clients and some of their, um, you know, college, college clients that they advise. Um, but that's, uh, you know, just trying to see how many avenues there'll be when, when retirement from right. playing comes. Yeah. Well, that's... Who, represent, who, who represents you now? Uh, so the guy I'm working with actually currently represents me. His name is, uh, is Papadell. He's got a, a couple of guys um, on the Railers team as well. Um, he's got the, the big, big number 23, Ross Olson there, who um, is a, a good young player with some promise. So, I mean, nice. it's definitely smart to set yourself up for after your playing career, because I mean, those, those home good pillows behind you aren't cheap. I mean, they, you oh. know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. No, I, I have, I've been preparing for the transition for the last uh, four or five years now. And uh, I just, I refuse to, to give up on the, on the playing dream. It's just too much fun. See, I like, I like the, I like the not giving up on the playing dream because you, you turned down $2 million when you were 19 years old to say <laughs> fucking, wow. um, yeah, two, he was offered $2 million. Tell this story, $2 million to never play hockey again. And you said to your parents, fuck, I don't think you said, fuck that. You said, nope, I want to. Yeah, going. I was <laughs> probably, probably um, at 19. You didn't say, ma, fuck that. You pretty, said, no, pretty, I want to keep pretty going. Much. I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty close to that. No, I, it was crazy. I went down to, I got drafted by the Atlanta Thrashers um, back in 2005. I think it was now And my first training camp. Uh, I get called up to main camp. I go down there. One of two guys from that draft year that they, they brought in uh, to main camp um, me and, and the first rounder from that year and get down there first inner squad game. Um, I get absolutely buried from behind. Um, I was the first guy back for the puck and one of the tough guys in camp, I, few screws loose, not the brightest bulb, um, came flying <laughs> down, hammered me from behind, ended up blowing out two discs in, in my lower back, um, ended up having a, a concussion on the play. Didn't, didn't know. I mean, concussions were not a thing that were discussed <laughs> back then. It was, uh, right. do you have a headache? No, get back out there. Um, actually, right, right. from that, that play, I, mean, I go back to the bench. And the first thing I remember is it was probably 20 minutes later. I was actually sitting next to Mark Savard was my, uh, my line mate for that inner squad game. And, Gives me a bump. He's like, "Yeah, nice pass, Kit." And I look at him, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> and he, he looks at me, he's like, "What?" I was like, "No, I, I, I wasn't on the ice." And he just looks down at the trainer. He's like, "Hey, he's, he's done." Oh my gosh, he's got to go. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got to go. So I, I went in the locker room, and yeah, they were more concerned about my back than they were about my head, which is a crazy thing. Right. Um, but uh, so the next night we go to Montreal for a preseason game. I don't play. They, they bag skate me until I, I throw up. Uh, that morning after the morning skate, which again, probably a result of the concussion, not necessarily. The right. Yeah. They're not even um, worried about your head at that point. Yeah. So I end up, I end up going back to, to my junior team up in Quebec and uh, I play a game or two. I just, I can't, I can hardly even stand up straight after the game because these, these two discs in my back, they're going right into my sciatic nerve. I got oh. pain running down my leg. So I end up coming home. Uh, I see a couple of doctors from the Boston area um, that my, my agent at the time hooked me up with. They were a lot of the sports medicine guys that work with the, the big clubs around here. Um, and through that process, I had um, career ending. Um, I don't know if it's disability insurance, whatever it's called, but a career ending insurance policy that if anything happened to me, um, I, I had a $2 million payout. At that time, I was you know still considered a prospect, not as suspect as i am these days in that in that, in that view um and so my i mean my salary potential was was crazy high at that point having signed an nhl contract and being drafted high and um my parents came to me it was like i think the way the policy was written i had 30 games hmm. that i could come back from that injury and they came to me like game 27 or 28 and they just said hey like these are your options you know and i was i was back into the swing of things i was playing well again i was over a point a game and Hockey was going well, and um, I was. But there's that two the million bucks sitting right here, and mom and dad <laughs> yeah, must have been like, was, "Yeah, take the money." No, I mean, it's. I mean, my my parents were always they, but they were great. They supported me, you know, in kind of every decision I made, as long as you know I had those backup plans in place. Um, but you know, they, they had that conversation. They said, "Tell what do you want to do?" And I said, "Ah, I said I'm, I'm kind of lighting it up right now. I'll make two million bucks. I'll make two million over the course of my career." Um, I'm not sure I quite made it back to that number, but, um, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the, I got to rust out the calculator for that one. Maybe close, but, but not, uh, not quite, but in the end, the, the, the life experience that came from it, all the countries I got to live in the, 
crazy stories I, I got to experience all over the world, the, the amazing friendships and, and teammates I, I've had throughout the year, I, I wouldn't have wouldn't have gone the other way for a second. That's awesome. So yeah. you you've played for you correct my numbers if they're wrong. <laughs> Sixteen teams. Since hold on, hold on. I have a I have a calculator. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you might you might need it. It's we're, we're nearing. I mean, since so since two thousand two. Uh, yeah, somewhere in that range, probably sixteen to, to twenty. I mean, I one year I played four teams. Um, that was that was you, that you, was that. You called that, yourself that. a vagabond, but you're like you wouldn't you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. you you called yourself that in an interview, but but you wouldn't trade that for anything, though, right? No, I I wouldn't. I mean, those life experiences were 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 amazing. Like that that year itself is crazy. I I, I signed a contract in Germany. Uh, I ended up having a heart surgery in October. Jesus. Oh my God. Uh, I was back on the ice up in Manchester in the East Coast League by middle of November. Uh, I then got called up to Springfield in the American League for a couple of games, went back to Manchester, ended up signing a, a great deal to go back to Sweden that year, came wow. back after that season ended because that season ended like the last day of February, and I ended up uh, jumping on as an assistant coach on the coast uh, up in Manchester for 20, 30 games all in the same year. So it was, <laughs> wow, I mean, wow. years like that, just those experiences, it's, it's, it's just awesome. And I, again, I would not $2 million, not worth, not worth trading those. No. Yeah. So, no. What, okay, so you were saying that when you were playing in Belfast, I mean, I got the impression from what you said, it wasn't a good experience, but what uh, it must be tough playing hockey in England where soccer or football is so dominant over there. It, it is. Now, I, I got to agree. Belfast was amazing. Playing in Belfast itself, unbelievable experience. They, they had a great facility. One of the best fan bases I've, I've ever played for. As far as an organization, the story behind how that organization started is, is a crazy interesting one. I mean, that, that team basically grew out of the troubles in Northern Ireland um, as a, hey, we need something to bring these communities together. That's not a football team. It's not a football soccer team. Right, it's not, right. you know, a, a rugby team or their national sports or we need something that's just never been here before. And they brought in a hockey team. They chose the colors to be very neutral to, to both sides of, of those conflicts. And, you know, it, it was crazy to play there in that experience um, because that you're talking about people that have been at war with each other for years. Oh God, having beers with each other every every friday saturday night um we need more of that, that shit in this world <laughs> yeah. we do yeah, beer, beers at a hockey game on a friday saturday night yes yeah yes <laughs> i'll fucking beat your ass on monday through friday but fuck off let's sit down on saturday get have a couple pops and watch hockey exactly yeah i mean that's get what hockey done. is right I, the, the number of times that i i uh, i mean another belfast story we, we played we played manchester at home and uh, I, I got in a fight with a guy and I, I, I popped him five or six good ones in the fight. I won the fight. I ended up buying him a beer like three hours later at the bar. I mean, nah. That's that's the that's the the way of the world when it comes to hockey is uh, it's, it's it's just that. But back to your I think your original question was about kind of living in Europe and moving around all the time, right, Mike? Is that yeah. Yeah, I was um, like, well, what's the well? My thing was like, was it uh, the you know I'm looking for differences as as far as play goes. You know, is there is there a lot? You know, obviously there was fighting. You just described a fight, yeah. but you know, is the is the action faster, slower? You know, um, is there is there more more violence, or you know, what <laughs> what were the bigger differences you noticed in playing in the U.S. and playing in in uh, specifically in Belfast? Because I know if, if you just well, you played in Sweden and Scandinavia, yeah. it's like another whole other world. Yeah, I mean that that whole that whole side over there, Scandinavia and, and Germany, and those that 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 game is it's very fast, um, much bigger ice surface. Uh, the game in the UK, um, it's it's come a long way. It used to, so what you guys saw in the documentary uh, about the Danbury Trashers, yeah, um, that used to be the entire UK league. Really, if you wow. Google anything on the EIHL, the Elite League, whatever it was called, <laughs> from the early, you know, when they started back in the whatever '90s, all the way up through probably like four or five years ago, is when the league changed. Oh, every team had four guys on it that were the heaviest of heavyweights you can have in hockey, and every game was an absolute melee. Wow, the '90s um, were a tough time for minor league hockey. <laughs> was, was, yeah, I, I don't know if I. I mean, I, I consider myself a decently tough player, but I watched some of those games from back in the day. I don't know if I would have had it in me. Back in the wooden stick days, if you were you know, like in front of the net on a power play, you were oh. guaranteed to take at least 15 to 20 cross checks, a, a couple of crotch lifts from the goalie and the guy behind oh, you. God. 
and it was never it was never called i think guys i mean guys in the game today it's 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 gotten soft that's that's for sure i'd like to i'd like to have that conversation with cam neely because his office was in front of the net so how much fucking abuse did cam right. neely take in front of the net his whole career talk about crotch lifts broken sticks well, just fucking Ooh. In all oh, fairness, yeah. in all fairness, he had a guy watching his ass there, Mr. Lyndon Byers, for, for a okay. little while. Yeah. So he'll, he'll come yeah. back across. Right. Yeah. <laughs> LB, get out there and tell that guy to screw. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. so funny hearing LB talk yeah. about some of the his like Bruins fight stories. There was one against the the Whalers where he jumped off the bench and tried to get into the Whalers bench. And he was like telling me what happened. And he, he was, I was like, that's not what happened in the video, LB. Look at what happened. He's like, oh, but you know what? Here. I don't know. I was blackout drunk. I don't, I, I, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. man, they were, they were, they were a different, they were a different breed back then. And, you know, I, 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 there's part of me that's mad at those guys. Uh, I mean, they used to go out the night before games and they get hammered. And as a result of that, we now have morning skates on game days. Yes. Oh, the, the, oh. Morning, the morning skate was originally born as a, a deterrent for guys to go out a and b if the guys went out to make them sweat it out before they go back to the hotel and get a nap no shit wow <laughs> yeah. that's it's, amazing it's funny that yeah. back then like jerry cheever said he switched to light beer to be healthy while he was playing <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the modern day version of a uh, a guy saying ah yeah I only, I only drink seltzers in season that's become now yeah right yeah well, that's <laughs> claws only during the season <laughs> exactly yeah Jordan I got two dates for you and I wanted to I want you to tell me which one is more significant yep let's see back in 2005 you already mentioned uh, I think it was, I don't know the exact date but 2005 or April 1st, 2008. Now, do you know what happened both of those days? So one would have been my, my draft year. Yeah, so July 30th. So that the 2004-2005 yeah. lockout, it was supposed to happen, uh, I guess, on like June 25th. So July 30th, 2005, you were drafted by the Atlanta Thrashers. Yep. Right? Fourth round draft pick. Or yep. what happened on April 1st? You had something a happened. April 1st would have been my, my, my first and only NHL goal. Bam. And you and you All had right. two points in that game. I had two. I had two points that night. I was the second star of the game. Um, I, that one. That one takes the cake. I mean, that I was going to say, which, which one in your career is it? Is it the being drafted or that first NHL goal? Be, being being drafted was was cool. Um, but I mean that 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 first goal after even just getting a shift in the NHL. Um, right. Right. <laughs> I mean that that is that was an insane feeling for me. I mean from the time I was 12 years old, I remember playing roller hockey with my, my best friend down the street. And I looked at him, we were, we were, we were skating around, screwing around one afternoon. And I just said, ah, I said, I'm going to play in the NHL one day. And he just laughed. And we, we've talked about this conversation since. Um, and I said, man, you remember that? He's like, yeah, he's like, I do. So just getting the game was one thing, but that, I mean, scoring that goal, I, that's a moment that it's just, it will never go away. It's something that cannot be taken away from me. Right. Um, my you my have brother and his wife, I have that puck. It's in a, a beautiful frame with a picture of the celebration and the, the game sheet and everything. Uh, my brother and his wife were able to to come down to that game because they were living in Nashville at the time. They, they drove down to Atlanta to see it. Um, that one that one was was truly special. I mean, the crazy part of that story. So two point night, uh, I finished the game. I, I'm, I'm flying higher than I've, I've ever been in my entire life. Uh, I'm not even half dressed. And it was Larry Simmons was the assistant GM at the time. And he comes and shakes my hand. and um, He says, Hey, you know, great game. We think you have a huge future for us in Atlanta, Atlanta here, but uh, we're going to send you back down to the, the to Chicago. Um, that <laughs> night? That <laughs> night? Hadn't even left the locker room. Was still in what half of my gear. I mean, again, it was, it was like one of the last games of the season. And I, I mean, we were going to make the playoffs in Chicago. So I, I wasn't going to stay there. They only had one or two games left, but I just, I just remember the high of like, this is the best moment of my life to, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess I mean, let the guy now. get dressed. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I walk out in the hallway, my, to, I walk out in the hallway with my bag on my shoulder to meet my brother and his wife. And my brother goes, what are you doing? You don't carry your bag in this league. I was like, yeah, you do. If you're going back to that other league. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I just remember walking through the concourse. Um, they had like the 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 post game radio show going on in front of a live audience at the bar, and I, I'm walking through the concourse with my bag, and I just hear it was one of the um, 
I want to say it was Ray Ferraro was actually doing it at the time. Um, I think he was on the air. So one of the guys looks over and he sees me walking out and he goes, and this right here is what's wrong with this organization. We got a guy, two points tonight, and we're sending him back. because he's, he's got more points than some of the guys had all season. Oh, um, and, I and now you've got commentary just, on it as you're just trying to leave. You're like, <laughs> as I'm walking Jeez. by. Fuck yeah. you! Yeah, and I'm walking out of the rink, walking down the, the streets of downtown Atlanta to my brother's car that was parked like a half mile from the stadium. Carrying my oh. bag and stick. Were, were, were you looking in all the windows of the bars and stuff, and it was on the TV? Jordan gets sent back. To- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would—if they were to ever make a movie of that moment, that would be the scene. Just it me starts to rain like this. Like, oh. Yeah, See, these are a couple of things I'm thinking for, like the, the you know documentaries. It's it's that it's your graduation thing you're gonna do with Mike and the Railers. <laughs> We've got some good fucking material here. You walk yeah. out, it's raining. You know, it's it's awful, it's terrible, but you've had a great career. And then finally, you graduate. And then you become a coach <laughs> and boom, you make your $2 million there's, and you tell that insurance company to go fuck themselves. There's, there's, yeah, there's your happy ending, exactly. I just wrote the thing for you, you're yeah. welcome. Perfect. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That yeah. is awesome. All right, so speaking of, of movies, I don't know if you've seen Goon. Oh yeah, oh, of course. Okay, so good, so, of course. So yeah. of, of, of that or like, Young Blood, or what was the what was the one in Alaska? Mystery, Mystery Alaska? Alaska. Mystery Alaska. Yeah. What 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 hockey movie got it right? Slap shot. That's a, How that's dare a you? really tough. No, that's a tough question. I mean, Young Blood wrong. You, you're never gonna have two guys squaring off at center ice with their sticks like this, whacking at each other like that. <laughs> that just that they just drop the sticks. I, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to think. Hockey Goon, fights in movies bug me. Yeah, right. What are, I'm trying to think of other hockey movies. The closest, well, just like I mean, Boston accents in movies. Are you fucking kidding uh, right now? Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, honestly, Slapshot may actually have been the closest. Oh, yes. I got to be. I got to be honest. With you. I mean, thinking of like road trips, being on the bus, and uh, I mean right. all the. I mean, Jesus, we we had a, a trip. I I think of the that bus that they drove, and they're like, make it look mean, and they're smashing it with their sledgehammers. <laughs> We, I've been in some buses in different leagues. Look that way when you when you walk up to them. It's not You're like uh, that was. But it's not on real. purpose, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and I've played in I've played in games that have that have a similar feel to that. Um, I, I mean, I, my first trip ever in the in the East Coast League back in 2018, uh, we had a sleeper bus because we were heading down to uh, I want to say it was Wheeling, West Virginia. Which avoid that place if you if you ever. <laughs> Um, well, no, what was it? Let me write that down. Where, where, where? Wheeling, Wheeling, West Virginia. Wheeling. Um, yeah, West so we, Virginia. we stop off in, in Elmira in upstate New York, another place to avoid. Um, <laughs> we get to the we get to the hotel in Elmira and I go to set my bag down and I'm like, oh, I get lightheaded and like I almost I almost fall over. Like, what is going on? I got a terrible headache and I end up calling my mom and I'm telling her what, what's going on. And she's like, it sounds like you have carbon oxide poisoning. Oh Christ. Oh my I'm like, god. What? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, it sounds like it's like, <laughs> like, is there something wrong with the bus? I was like, I mean, it did smell horrible the whole ride. <laughs> oh my God. So we, we I end up going to Walmart uh, right down the street from the hotel in Myron. I buy a little battery operated carbon monoxide detector. We're in the bus for about 10 minutes before this thing starts. Going. Oh my God. High alert. High alert. So from that High point alert. on, we've got, we've got the emergency exit thing in the top of the bus open, trying to get airflow through the back of and this is what you're traveling on to game yeah this this was uh this was also with a bus driver who uh when you went to walk off the bus uh had his phone sitting in the uh in the dock in the front of the bus and he had a picture of himself with (laughs) two hookers in the bus as the main screen on his phone he also (laughs) during the game decided he wanted to go get a new tattoo and he went and got the, the Monster Energy Drink logo tattooed. Oh, wow. Oh, this was your bus driver? This was, this was the bus driver, yeah. Hold well, on, hold on. Very... Another, this, here's another great documentary. Think, about, think right. about the actors that we hire for. You've got, you've got fucking, you know, Sergeant Slaughter driving the fucking bus, getting tattoos everywhere. Yeah. And then you fucking pull up to the next stop and the entire hockey team is dead from carbon monoxide. Yeah. Well, don't, I mean, this is the other thing we made. A, so I grew up in Binghamton, New York. Uh, we'll make it the third place to avoid on my, my Is that my another place for my list? Here. Hold on, hold on. Yep. Um, <laughs> Binghamton, but, uh, where? 
Yeah, Binghamton, New York. So another upstate, very close to Thank Elmira. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Elmira. I, mean, I remember it's the middle of the night and I'm, I'm sleeping on the sleeper bus. I wake up and we've, we've stopped. We've been stopped for about 10 minutes and we're stopped in the middle of a very random neighborhood in, in Binghamton. And the only reason I remember this neighborhood is because I played Little League right down the street. When I was playing Little League, we had a game that was canceled mid-game because there was a gang fight that started on the basketball oh, that's court. Nice. That's so nice. we, we, we pull over and, this, <laughs> and he just gets off the bus and disappears for about 10 minutes in this neighborhood. The bus driver. I'm oh. thinking, yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, this guy's oh. this guy's on a drug run. Like this is, oh, he's, yeah. he's, yeah. Mule, he's mewling something. I remember telling yeah. guys, I'm like, I'm pretty sure our bus driver is making a drug dealer right now. Like this, this neighborhood is known for that. This is not. Now, is this the same bus driver with the thing. Monster Energy tattoo? This is the same. This is the same Monster Energy guy. Yep. I mean, I'm just picturing Chris Farley from Billy Madison with the <laughs> just a little bit meaner. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking more Danny McBride from Eastbound yes. and Down. Oh, I guess yes, right. Yeah, you know, he'd good, be perfect. Yeah, yeah, that should be a clue well, right there. One is that. The, they you had almost died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. They didn't switch buses. You had to open all the windows for the rest of the trip. <laughs> yeah. And two, your bus driver seems impervious to carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> probably right? Because he's filled, <laughs> probably because he's filled with meth. You know, oh, it's, Jesus, it's like, yeah. yeah, that's that's amazing. Oh, and listen, 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 hold on. Opening the door in the back of the bus to his little like cubby hole sleeping area. Um, that popped open a couple times, and that that oh. that was not a that was not a sanitary oh, looking. I mean, going to a yeah. game is just you know it's survival. Just, <laughs> so, just so you guys know, just so you guys know, Binghamton, New York, is known for their Philharmonic Orchestra. How dare you? Their <laughs> zoo at Ross Park, Great Broadway, I will, I will that. Broadway Theater League. Oh, there is a thing that says crack cocaine den. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird. That's on, that's on their website. You're right. That was a fucking bad place. Yeah. yeah. Crack place. cocaine den on the city of. I'm sorry. That, you should have stayed the fuck out of there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we we moved. I think uh, at one point they had like a prisoner release program where they'd bus prisoners from New York from New York City prisons up and drop them off in Binghamton to, at halfway houses and give them jobs. So oh my that, God. that city went downhill real quick. There is a nice first Friday art walk though, if you're interested in that. <laughs> You know, I, oh, I, I probably been a, I probably been a part of that back in the day, over by the Robinson <laughs> Art Museum there. Yeah, you know the Rolling Hills look lovely, but I see lots of trees where people <laughs> could be doing crack cocaine as well. So I get it. I get it. Wait, isn't isn't was Francis Scott Key from Bingham, Binghamton? The guy I'm who looking. wrote the, the Star Spangled Banner. That should be on the fucking homepage, don't you think? You if think that, that, yeah, that would maybe, be the lead, the lead yeah, story. Maybe, yes. um, maybe I'm wrong. Well, yeah. the lead story is the mayor is like, join our virtual, fuck your virtual. Like, I want to come to your town. Maybe I don't. Let's see. News. Well, I mean, news. the good news is that it makes Worcester look like Mayberry. So, I mean, oh my, right. <laughs> oh, my oh, no, Josh, if you look hard enough, you can get all that stuff here in the city of the Seven Hills. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's Man, what, a long, what a long way Worcester's come since, uh, since, you know, I spent some time back here 10 years ago, though. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. I've been living here for, <laughs> uh almost uh 22 years and it's amazing how many how how many things have been accomplished in this city yeah and how it's, much it's, it's improved it's awesome. over yeah. the years and and uh you know that's why i love living here because it's it's a it's a tough city in that sense where it's like you know we're gonna pick ourselves up and we're gonna brush the dirt off and we're gonna keep going forward because in the 70s you know from talking to friends who grew up here in the 70s in the 80s, you know, this place was just riddled with, you know, heroin and gangs. And yeah. it was just a it's a it was a tough place, but it's come, was, along, it's come a long I way. I was trying to explain to, to some of the guys in the team. We were out at uh, one of the bars over on Water Street there. Mm -hmm. um, and I was trying we were waiting in line to, to, to get in. I remember looking at a couple of guys being like, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I'd be standing right here at, you know, 1230 at night. No, no, square, right? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, it's, yeah, man, that's unbelievable. So as a kid, did you go to any like Worcester Ice Cats games? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up, so again, Binghamton had where I grew up, they had an American league team when we came to Worcester, it was the Ice Cats. Um, so yeah, I, I, I had seen plenty of hockey there. They always had the, um, they always had the NCAA regionals there. Like every other mm -hmm. year, they, they'd come through there. I remember going to those all the time and concerts. And my first concert ever was there. Um, it was in seventh or eighth grade. And it was Stained and Megadeth came through. At, at oh the Worcester God. Centrum? At the Centrum, yeah. Was, Fuck yeah. Was that, a, was that like an AAF Halloween show? Uh, I believe yeah. it was. Yeah, you I were on stage was, being actually. a fucking asshole. 
Oh yeah. Well, when 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 was that? There was twenty yeah. years of that, Isaiah. Seriously. They narrow it down a little bit more. Man. Right. Yeah. Get off the stage, you <laughs> asshole. We didn't come here to see you. you know? yeah. wow. It may it may have been. It was during it was during the school oh. year. Um. So Hold it, it might have been a, a Halloween show. My first show was at the the well the Centrum back then. I yeah. saw Van Halen on the Diver Down tour, and that was my oh, only no. exposure. What, what year was that? That was eighty. I want to say eighty two. That was your three. first concert. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! And it was a good show. It was a wow. great show. Yeah, eighty-two. And, uh, Mine was eighty-four. Boston Garden, ACDC. Oh, that's a good first show. Yeah. Josh, yeah, my, your first show. That's a good my, one. Mine's not as cool. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, wait, it's okay. Wait, I think Go. you told me this, Josh. Was it? Was Hansen? it Neil? Neil Diamond? <laughs> no, no, it was Peter oh, Noon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Peter Noon, Herman and Herman and Hermits, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I remember. Right. But I remember when uh Peter Wolf from the Jig Isles band came into the studio, and he came in like an hour early, and he was asking me all kinds of questions, and he was like, "So, what was your first concert?" And I was like, "Peter Noon," and he was just like, He's like what? "Really? Really?" <laughs> oh, he didn't know. Pe he'd probably say, "Yeah, me and Peter Noon got a couple of hookers in Chicago oh. once," and you know. No, he was <laughs> telling me stories of that with him and John Lennon, but I mean. It was <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, what was Jordan? What was your first concert ever? That was that was it. Stay, that was that was your first concert ever. That was my first concert oh, ever. Yeah. Oh, All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Mike, yeah. Jordan, Isaiah, Good, Josh. Yeah. You know, yeah. hey. I, I I was in preschool. I didn't have much of a uh, you know option, but you know what can you do? <laughs> but so it it must be pretty cool to play in that building now, though. Yeah. Uh, really, right? really cool. I, I I've had a number of those, of those experiences. I I got to play a pro game in Binghamton in the rink where I took my first stride. Uh, oh, nice. I went, my, my parents took me to, to public skating. There was the first time I'd ever stepped on the ice and I, I got to play a pro game there. Um, obviously, you know, playing here. I mean, it was, it was the center back then when, when I was, was, mm -hmm. was going to, to games and, and that show. And so, uh, I mean, even the first time coming to play there, uh, back when I was playing and I think it was Syracuse the first time I played in Worcester, um, uh, was a really cool experience. I had, you know, 20, 30 people come out to the game. And, and, um, so this, it's, it's definitely like playing at home. There's, there's no question. I mean, I, I, on game days, I, I, I live in, in Brighton now. Um, I will drive to morning skate in the morning after morning skate. I drive to my mom's in Westboro. She has a pregame meal there for me. I take nice. a nap back in my old childhood room nice. and then I head back to the <laughs> rink. And so she's, uh, she's absolutely loving it. She comes to, to every game that she can. And uh, she's actually, she's even driven me to a couple games. She's dropped me off and she'll, Kind of cross the street to Mezcal and have a meal before coming in for warm up. So it's that's yeah, cool. she yell it's, it's when awesome. she drops you off for a game. Does she yell, "Meet me right here after the game"? <laughs> Don't wander around anywhere. This is Worcester. No, see, it's it's the right here. Now. It's the opposite. Now I tell her, I said, "Mom, meet me right here, just inside four. You tell your you, mother. I will walk you to your car. We'll walk you to the parking garage, and I'll go back to the locker room. So yeah, roles roles reverse now. Right. Yeah. What's what's the pregame meal? Is it is it a regular thing or is it different every time? Uh, it, it changes. I, I have uh, I've gotten lazy as of late. Um, the last couple of games, she hasn't actually. She was. I helped my brother watch his kids, so she wasn't there. So I stopped and hit up the Whole Foods hot bar. So it was whatever they had. It was teriyaki nice. meatballs one day. I think it was chicken tikka masala another day. So, but I was I, I've been on a, a bit of a point streak with with that stop. So I, I'm a fairly superstitious guy when it comes to my meals. So that's that's become the new routine yeah so what what other do you have any other like sus, like superstitious based routines that you do i know every athlete has their own you know their own thing that they have to do every game i i don't have i don't have anything crazy for a while um before my metabolism um stopped working pretty much completely um i uh i was always two donuts in the morning um uh, before nice. before games so I'd always, I'd always stop at, at dunks on the way and I grabbed a, uh, a chocolate frost and the Boston cream. And that was a part of my, my morning routine. Other Boston than, yeah, cream. heavy, heavy, heavy ones. Too. Oh, dude, you, yeah, that's you, weren't, of, you weren't having a, lot a of sugar. plane. You went hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was, that was like, I could eat 6,000 calories a day and I could not gain a pound. And I, around 27, that, that stopped. Right. Um, and, it, and if you track, that's kind of when my, 
career started to take a little bit of a dip. Oh, too. stop so it! I had to, I had to learn, I had to learn how to to to, to maintain to, to get back up to the higher levels. <laughs> All of a sudden, it was a little harder to do the lines after the Boston Cream. So, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yes. Why do I feel like I can't move? I oh yeah, that's right. I had two donuts before I came to the rink this morning. <laughs> so you love com- you love coming back to New England, obviously, with the Westboro ties. I actually spent a few years when I was living in Florida when I moved back to. Um, to massachusetts to work at af and, and, and I, I lived in westboro for a few years it was such a nice town i grew up on the north shore so i didn't really know much about metro west and i i uh where did you live in westboro i was on oldham road it was a nice spot uh do you know where the yeoman farms ice cream stand is in westboro yes. on Route 30 yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. My, my mom's neighborhood is the neighborhood directly behind that very cool so yeah. were you there when they right built there. the wegmans on the hill uh up over northboro there yes yeah. 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 So, that, like, well, were, I were you I, there before? I've been in and out, but yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, I was there well, well before that was that was around. I got in there, and of course, you know, being from over here and closer to Boston, whatnot, out there. But that was like that was like a religious experience when they built like a, <laughs> and 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 Wegmans is a great store from you know the New York area, but that thing came in and it was just like oh, was yeah, another, was another, another, Bing, another Binghamton tie there. We we had a Wegmans in Binghamton, so I remember when I heard they were building one here. I, it was my. It was hysteria of my family. My mom was so excited. She knew right? exactly what was coming in. Anybody yeah. from the New York region that's like, did you say Wegmans? Exactly. And yeah. it's actually a. Re- and it's actually a yeah. really, really good. I do miss that because it was a really, really good store. But when they built it, it was like fucking traffic jam central. I'm like, I'm oh, fucking. I'm just going to. I'm just going to Shaw's. I'll go over to yeah. fucking Shrewsbury somewhere, <laughs> and get it. But you, 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 you're from here. When you come back and you travel through, and all your years, you know, you're, you're a fan of New England. What are some of the coolest spots in New England that you like? Because we all we're all from here, so we've got our little nuggets that we go to. What do you really adore and your family when you come back? Uh, places I frequent with the family. Um, not a huge Cape person. I, I never never really have been. I don't do a lot. Too much fucking there. traffic. Yeah, I can't exactly. I can't. It's not relaxing. I don't like if I, if I want to go somewhere for a weekend. I want I want to go somewhere relaxing and enjoy it. Um, I'm trying to think, I, you know, what? one of my, my favorite spots that I, I found myself the last couple of years enjoying here is, uh, Walden Pond. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, beautiful. that's yeah. a New England spot that I found myself. I, I recently tried to get into to fly fishing. And so I, I would I'll go up there every once in a while. And in the summer, you can, you know, walk out 20 feet in the water, just up to your waist and, and still see to the bottom. And, um, yeah. that, that's probably one of my favorite spots in the area, especially being so close to Boston. It's just, it's a, a cool little escape. Right. Such a great area around here too, where people not from here, they just think we're all assholes and douchebags, which you know we are. <laughs> well, I don't know. But, yeah, well, I mean we fucking yeah. are. You know, kind of valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we're all cocksuckers. But <laughs> it's just so many cool places, like you talk about there, or you go to a North Conway, you find these little these little nuggets of places that aren't hustle and bustle, like love yeah. Boston, love Worcester, but to be able to scoot out not that far from them and really just like exhale and chill, it's nice. Yeah. No, it's a, Boston's Boston's an awesome city, and, um, and and Worcester and the surrounding areas. It's why every summer, I mean, I, like I said, I've lived all over the the country. I've lived all over the world. Um, I always come back. Here. Um, you always fam- come family- back for mom's 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 meal. Exactly. I mean, fa- family's family's here for me. All of my, my friends are here. I I play in a men's league every summer in Westboro at the North Star Rink with with guys that I grew up in, in high school with um and you know this is this is where home is for me and it's 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 where home will be that's awesome when you play in a, yeah. a men's league in the summer they must hate you mr pro hockey player <laughs> oh, uh, great. It's funny. you know I, I was first with those guys they it's actually it's a men's b league too which makes it even worse um <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, I, was kind of, I was kind of told um I, I was told by the the management of the league and the rank that if you want to play with your buddies um you, you can't you can't go all out you gotta you, you gotta tone right. it down a little bit keep games close but you can't uh you, you can't don't you hurt can't anybody out. So it's, and um, only light beer in the locker room right it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny you think you'd think <laughs> you think guys would um you think guys would, would get upset um occasionally you'll run across a team that has got some of your your standard mass holes um that that Shocking. don't appreciate it but most of the guys it's actually it's, i think a lot of them kind of enjoy it i think it's kind of fun to to, to skate against a, a pro hockey player and i've been I doing was gonna it now. say how would you not unless you're just some fucking narcissist fuck that thinks you're actually good if i played hockey against you and you smoked me i'd be like dude can i get a selfie 
You just kicked my ass. This was awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, it is also I mean, that that league, those two leagues, the A League on Thursdays and the B League, actually, that's my team wearing their hat right now. Um, they, uh, I've been playing in them for now, like 10, 15, 16 years, the two, leagues, two leagues respectively. So I, wow. most of the guys that are playing in them, they, they know who I am. They, they know me. And in the summer, especially, um, I'm not the only pro guy that goes back to playing those leagues. Um, oh, okay. the, the league in West Pro is actually, it's a pretty good men's league every year. Every team has at least two division one players, ex pro players, and a couple of division three guys. Um, so it's, 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 it's a pretty good skate. Yeah. But no matter what league or what beer league, there's always that one hardo that wants to, you know, be just as good as the pro. Like I remember right. we, we I'll take them out. Yeah, yeah, we we were playing the Bruins alumni, and on it was the Boston Comedy All Stars versus the Bruins alumni, and there was a wait, wait, guy, wait, wait. How did you what? how did you make that team? I exactly. I, I organized. You it. are neither. <laughs> you are neither. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Go. No, it's all good. Valid but point. The, there, there was there was a guy on the bench that was like going over game like plays God. and i was like what are you talking about dude <laughs> we're comedians who skate but he, right? he was like come on guys we need to cycle i'm like we're not <laughs> cycling in this game <laughs> oh, every yes every every team has that every team has it's that like guy. you're wearing a cage I'll, I'll, I'll never forget i was playing it was probably like my third year playing in that league i was probably 18 19 years old um and i remember i, I went to go around a guy he stuck his leg out leg checked me i kind of went at him a little bit he came back at me and he was probably in his late thirties, early forties. And I just remember I gave him a, a good cross check and he goes, he goes, Oh, he's like, you want, you want to fight? I was like, I look at him. I go, do you really want to do that? Really? You go home to your wife? Do you want to go home to your wife and explain to her that you got the shit kicked out of you by an 18 year old in a men's league on a Thursday night? <laughs> you really want to do this right now? You're going to have to yeah. explain that bruise at work. I don't think so. <laughs> exactly. no. yeah. Shoot, shoot, yeah. shoot. I'm taking all kinds of notes on stuff for your radio show. So we've just, okay. okay. <laughs> we've got, you. we've got, we've got, no, we've got Jordan's graduation. My show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, listen, okay. I'm building content. For no, that's you. cool. Jordan, I could use it. Yeah. I I've listened. I know. That's so, the great thing okay. about Isaiah. You don't need to ask him. He'll just do it. For yeah. Him. He'll just, yeah. Right. <laughs> I've been taking notes. You fuck. <laughs> so we have, we have Jordan's graduation. We have that moment in time where we get that 40-year-old Worcester douche fuck that wants to fight him. Now, you're 35 now, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Let's get a 60-year-old that goes up against a 35-year-old. <laughs> couple yeah. things. And then we're also going to have the worst places on the planet to visit. And it's a couple places in New York and West Virginia. So we'll talk later. But we've got some good shit for Mike's show. If you want to, if you want to join him. I mean, hey. Well, well Jordan, I'm going to be um, – I know you guys have a game tomorrow, but – Right, yeah. and then Saturday. Yeah, we're up in Maine tomorrow. We're home on Saturday. Yeah. So Sat nice. Saturday's a big night at the DCU Center because you guys have the annual Teddy Bear Toss, which is a big. I just thing. saw so, that on the website. Yeah, That's you awesome. bring you bring if you're going to the game, you bring a a brand new a teddy bear or stuffed animal of some kind. So when you guys score your first goal, everybody gets to throw the teddy bears or the stuffed animals on the ice, and they you guys collect those and you That's give them awesome. to the kids at the friendly house here in Worcester, which is a great organization. Yeah. And uh, and then there's a little bit of history, ECHL history being made because you're going to have your first female official on the ice. Uh, Laura, Laura, is yeah. it Laura Schmidlin? I think that's how you say her name. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I hope I'm getting that right. But she's going to be in the ECHL, the first female official, because I know that's the right. AHL has a few already. Yeah, uh, no, that'll, that'll be a cool experience. We, we had uh, in the UK, we had a, a female lines um, for a number of games over there uh she ended up retiring last year um just said it wasn't for her but uh no that, that'll be pretty cool i'm, I'm excited to, to see how that's going to work out and i'm sure she's going to do an awesome job yeah i mean it's and I, I can't imagine though she must she must be ready to take some kind of crap there's got to be tough some as guys nails out there still tough as nails you gotta be there's like like be, the women the women yeah, in the NFL, there's gotta like, be guys out there still who are like this this woman doesn't belong on the ice i can't wait good. to see how don't she should blow the whistle room yeah. well guess what they, they can sit in the fucking penalty box and be like you're done then fuck you yeah. asshole well I'm, I'm excited i'm excited for the first the uh, i mean she's she is she a ref or a linesman the linesman for that line yeah. okay so yeah. I, I mean i'm excited for the the first fight she goes in to break up and she tosses right? the guy down to the ground right yeah right that's yeah <laughs> yes yeah also that's another historic thing happening on saturday 
Uh, I will be taking part in the Table Talk Pie pie eating contest for the oh, second God. time All right. against our digital guy. This guy's name is uh, Tim Brennan. He's a larger man, uh, and he's been threatening. That was a nice me. way to put it. And uh, we have a bet going. So I have a uh, I have a two by four autographed by the uh, legendary wrestler Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, and he's right. a big wrestling fan. So I put that on the line and he's got a Star Trek three dimensional chess set, which I'm very excited Ooh. about. So really, there's hey, a lot on the where line is this? How'd, how'd you do? How'd you do in your first biting contest? How'd, how'd the first one go? Well, you know, I would have done well, but obviously I was there for the, the railers. Yeah, Josh was there. He saw what happened. The railers organization didn't want me. To, first of all, they didn't want me in there until I started saying they were ageist. And because it was oh. only like eight year old kids, right? And so they put me in there and this, this 10 year old kid comes up and it's like, Oh, okay. I'm taking on this 10 year old kid. Well, he was obviously a pro. The kid was, he was spinning the, he was like spinning the plate with his face and just chowing Joey, it Joey down. Chestnut Jr. Just yeah, he was, right. exactly. yeah, this kid was a pro. So they Joe gets very competitive with this pie. He was trash talking oh, yeah. this kid saying he was adopted. I, mean, oh, I was fingering his face, you know, and I was like, you're going down. And uh, he had this like deadpan look on his face. And then Trax was punching me in the back of the head. You know, I don't, me and Trax have, there's, there's issues between us. So, All right. <laughs> but, you know, if you see a little scrum going on at the table talk pie table between me and your mascot, you know, where is, it, that, right, is that pregame? No, no, no. That's actually, we have Second 60 intermission, seconds. Right? No, well, it's it's during, it's in, I think it's usually the third period and they do it okay. in a break. They do it during play. one of the promotional breaks. Oh, okay. you yeah, literally yeah. have 60 fucking seconds to get 60 that 60 seconds and you got to eat as much pie as possible. And uh, Excuse me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so now, that'll be another huge event going on on Saturday. All right. Now, so. Jordan's done some coaching. Can you can you skate over and coach him while he's eating the <laughs> pie? Right, right? Never, right? never on the competitive eating side. I know we did have Joey Chestnut yes. uh, opening game. You might wow. want to watch some film. You might want to watch some film on that. Maybe. Oh yeah. I, I know. Uh, I know you know Mizey pretty well. Just get, just get on the phone with him. Oh, yeah. and he might be able to send you over that uh, that footage. So. Yeah, Dude, I might need him to come to this game on Saturday and see this bullshit. And That'd I'm, be great. I'm good good friends with Adam Webster, who uh you know who's the PA guy, uh yeah. there at the DCU Center. So I'm trying to get him to. uh you know, maybe extend the time a little bit or something. Now you, you know, can't, keep, you, can't. Keep track, you can't keep tracks off my back. At the least the craziest part about those things. When I was in Orlando, I was there for five years. I got to do some, some work with the Orlando magic. And I learned quickly. We did a bunch of stuff with the radio station. I work with down there. That fucking time between those timeouts is as regimented as oh, yeah. fucking like, oh, like yeah. I, I got to sit like backstage and watch a fucking, you know, a, a theatrical thing. Every whistle, Certainly halftime had its moments of length, but when they would go out and, and just fucking boom, and it was literally 60 seconds because the fucking players are back going, get the fuck off the court. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. you're out here eating pie like a fucking douchebag. We have a game to play. <laughs> I know, right? Nobody cares. Nobody no. came here to see you eat pie, asshole. This is, this I, might, I, might, I, might, I might take a few bets on the bench now that I know what's going on. I mean, yes. I mean, we, 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 we look up at those every once in a while. I'll tell Dude, you, man, Jordan, I'm ready. Jordan, pay attention. Jordan, you have to do you have to you have to mentally, I know you're focused on the game, but look for them and skate out early and fucking throw them a check and be like, dude, off my ice. Dude, oh no, they're, they, you guys are like up in the concourse doing it, right? I think it's just on oh, no, we're actually the... we're actually in the corner near the uh where all right. Are, I thought you were on the ice. We're the, the same bony come out. Right? You know, they have they bring over that tunnel so nobody can spit on the refs. You know, that's where <laughs> okay. we're doing it yeah. over there. Yeah, okay, yeah. I want you to be on the ice so Jordan can come take you the fuck right out. No, I'm not <laughs> stepping. I am not stepping on that ice. No, no. I have no business doing that. But uh, you'd be, yeah, you'd so be that, surprised. Play, players pay attention to those things. We, we look up at the screen. We, we, there are discussions on the bench when, when those things go down. Well, it's got to be uh, a nice distraction, too, sometimes. It's like you're so focused. You're like, what kind of fucking bullshit goes on in here, actually? <laughs> my, my, my first year of major junior up in, up in Quebec, there was a, a defenseman and myself. We were the, the two rookies on the team that were always in the lineup. We never, we never played. I mean, there would be games where we get, like, two minutes of ice. And so every game going into the game, we would each pick a number between zero and nine. And there was $2 on the line. Every time the clock stopped, 
if it landed on your number, oh you owed the other guy two bucks. So every wow. whistle yes. we're looking up, every wow. whistle we're looking up on the board like this is where the wow. grocery sticks in the middle of the bench. And we're sitting there going, yeah, seven, yes. You got to be and competitive somehow. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so, so hold on. So when you turned down the two million, you said this is part of my plan. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will yeah, bet my teammates when I two dollars a whistle from my teammate. Yeah. I mean, when I don't fucking play, I will make two dollars every. T- okay, good, 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 yeah. good move. You know, yeah. I I have a I I used to do the PA announcing for an ECHL team in Richmond, Virginia, the Richmond Renegades. Okay. I don't know if there's I don't think they're still around, but no, um, I think uh, Norfolk is the only Norfolk's got a team in in Virginia now. They're the yeah, only that's or, or is Hampton Roads. Are they ECHL still? They were like the arch rivals at the time of Richmond. I don't think they're. I don't think they're. They're down there okay. anymore. No. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking right first, now. So I would fill in for the regular PA guy, nope. and um, so I I remember putting the headphones on, and hearing these like numbers and like codes. They'd go like E33, you know, um, 105. <laughs> Six eight, something like that. <laughs> I'd be like, what the what? going on? So I, I know exactly. Uh, I lean over. You know they, what I'm talking about, right? Talking about the women in the stands. I'm yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, the camera guys, the camera guys, the yeah. camera guys would find them, and they they call out this like the row and the section and how many seats in. Those were the numbers. Oh, yeah. And so after like a couple of games, I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like looking around and then, you know, it's, it was hilarious. I'm not saying they do that. The DCU center, of course, they're very, professional. Oh, very, very, very professional. I mean, I mean sound like, never what's doing something no. like that. Right. right. Absolutely never. not. No, no, no. That's like no, a no, game no, of battleship, but just with a different kind of kill, you know? Right. I mean, exactly. I've, I've, played, I've, I've played with guys who've come out to the bench with their phone numbers on a piece of paper and slipped it through the glass. The girl sitting next to the, the, the oh bench. Gosh. That's, that's not, that's not, that's not horribly uncommon. And it's, it's, I mean, I mean, usually it's a sharpie on a puck, though, huh? See the blonde up at two o. You see the blonde up at two o four. That's exactly as expected. Just don't yeah. let her Brooks hear you. I mean, that's how yeah. that whole. <laughs> how do you think right. I? Met, how do you think I met? How do you think I met Kate? That you guys were introduced to by her little her little square picture before I logged on here. Oh, actually, can we just can we wrap this episode up with? Can we talk to her? You want, you want, uh, I don't know if she's still home. I, I can go and grab her. If you really no, want no, to, no, no, no. Seriously. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We'll wait. Uh, you, okay. cool. you, you guys are asking her to come on camera here. I have no yes. idea what we're. Okay. That's fine. You're fine. We'll wait. We'll wait. Oh, my God. This is going to no, we'll be wait. great. We'll hey, wait. Why not? Look at this. Hey, hey, Look at that Love American style chair he's got going there. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's made more you guys than think, $2 Do you guys think I decorated this place? I know, right? No fucking way you did. <laughs> That's well, a groovy chair you got going there, she buddy. Is, uh, That's I think pretty she, nice. is, she is off at lab trying to save the world right now. No, so. no, no. Oh, I think what happened, I, I heard, I heard in the back, I heard, go fuck yourself, kid. I'm not going on <laughs> camera. You guys, you guys picked out? I didn't know if the AirPods were sensitive. Uh, yeah. Up on that. yeah but the room does look nice. Did you buy everything in Home Goods? Is- oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't ask me none of this that, when we moved in here this was all her stuff this was i just live here so so I how just i just live here so how'd you meet her was it at a game was she uh, no no i was that oh. was i was just showing you. actually we, we met on this is online we met on hinge um you wrote uh, your number on a puck fuck you <laughs> silver sharpie on a black puck and, and tossed it up i know um, you went out with <laughs> She was a hockey player. She actually she she played for the MIT club team um, back when she was in school. So oh wow, um, she was she was a goalie. Yeah. So wow, a goalie with a brain. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. clearly some interior design. Right. Yeah. Yes. Good and eye she's, for design. She's, she's yeah. got a good eye for design. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, you scored. So 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 she has made two million and you're still working. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm just taking notes, Jordan. Keep I'm just taking notes. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I just I like to keep notes on the shows yeah, just to make sure, you know. No, that's we good, don't do yeah. anything with the notes, but they're just for you know Isaiah's special. <laughs> I, I look at them later and throw them away, but they're good for me now. Yeah. <laughs> this was awesome, man. Thank you so yeah. much for popping Thanks by. A lot, Thanks Jordan. really Thank cool. you guys for having me. This was this was great. Yeah, this yeah, is a lot of fun. We're big Railers fans, and and uh, and it's good to see the local guy traveling the world and coming home and and playing for the the hometown kind of hometown team, I guess. And still going back to Westboro to have mom's dinner. What is it? What is it? Game day breakfast, pre pre game meal. Yeah, that's pre game meal, pre game meal. I love meal, that. Yeah. Pre game meal, pre game nap. That's it. Yep. 
I have not Jordan. been to a game since uh, Shoe's pie eating thing against. Oh the yeah, kid. The we'll, last see, pie we'll see you the second pie eating thing this weekend, right? Is why don't yeah, we? Why don't we all? Why don't we all? Games sold out. I mean, can we go Saturday? Let's all go. I'm sure there's plenty of. I'm sure there are plenty of good seats still available. Let's I'll go. See if, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's. You can go to uh, RailersHC.com. Uh, I believe it's yeah. the website, and you can get your tickets there and the whole yeah. schedule and stuff like that. That would be awesome. I want to go and heckle the fuck out of you while you're eating those pies. <laughs> oh, believe me. Get in line, buddy. <laughs> I, de- I, I definitely want to go. Unfortunately, I can't make it this Saturday until, you know, the government clears me. But, you oh, know, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Josh, went and got, Josh went and got the thing. So he's got to stay thing, inside yeah, for a while. Okay. Yeah, I got the bug. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, don't go anywhere near the team for crying out loud. Yeah, stay stay where you are. Yeah, no, stay, Josh, stay over the last two yeah. years when they said don't lick doorknobs, he just fucking kept doing it. it was yeah, that's so all he was funny. doing. They said no more mass. I thought doorknobs were, you know, fair game. So I will be visiting the visitor locker room, though. It's insane. There you go. (laughs) Who is it? You can sit right behind their bench. That's perfect. (laughs) When we put put this on Instagram, we're going to get canceled, and we don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jordan, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. This was awesome. Really appreciate it. We'd love to have you on again sometime, man. Good luck on Saturday, Mike. Hey, thanks a lot, man. You too. you too. You're playing the game. Yeah, you're playing the game. Good luck <laughs> I, to you, I got buddy. A secondary, I got a secondary investment now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Listen, All let's right, go man. back to the days. I would put $2 on the other guy. <laughs> oh, come on. Come but, on. I can. I know I've lost some weight, but I can still eat like a pro. Come on. All right. Sell me. Everybody's sell, rooting sell me. for the other. Everybody's rooting for this guy, Tim Brennan. He's just because he's like, you know, 100 pounds heavier than I am. Doesn't mean so like he can eat more. Are you saying you're the underdog? No. Yeah. $5 on Mike Shoe. $5 on Mike Shoe. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I, lo- I love blueberry pie, so I could have that edge. Right. Done. $10 on Mike Shoe. I'm in. All right. All right, Jordan, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate see you guys. It. Jordan. We'll see you Bye Saturday. This is Brad Marchand, and you're listening to Breaking the Ice with Josh Dolan. I don't think he would ever let a pizza get out the door before he buried the whole thing, so he likes to eat that kid.